Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, yes, finally, Causeway Kings are back here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network and with new company. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce former Chicago Blackhawk draft pick and better looking version of Paul Bissonette of Causeway Street, playing left wing, number eight, Heath Gordo Gordon. There you go, buddy. Welcome to the crew. This is awesome. The fact that we now have possibly the best head of hair on the South Shore, Massachusetts, joining the Causeway Kings crew full time. Going to bring a ton of value to the pod and help us get to the next level. This is just absolutely amazing for the Causeway Kings crew to have Heath Gordon on here. I I second that, man. He's a great guy, too. I have known him personally for about 10 years now. And the guy's a salt of the earth guy. And, uh, you know, pretty good hockey player and he's got a lot of knowledge man i just uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be I, I, we're really excited to have you here heath uh, gordo i should say gordo jesus call you heath what the hell <laughs> we were just talking about it well well the floor is yours to the newest causeway king and uh well this is our humble abode our zoom recording studio it brings us all together across this free world and what are your opening statements my friend Oh, this is great, boy. So I'm excited. Um, you know, my wife's very happy because for about an hour, hour and a half every night, she doesn't have to listen to me talk about hockey. I can talk to somebody else about it for a change. So this is going to be good. And, uh, you know, got some got some good company with the, the three of you guys. So I think, uh, you know, off to some uh, big and better things here and uh, talk some shop. And I... I we got some good stuff to talk about tonight. So, and uh, get some, maybe catch up on some, uh, some uh, local hockey stuff too. And the, the girls, the NWHL or the, should say the professional, uh, um, what do they call it now? The PHF? Professional, professional hockey, hockey Federation. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's really been, wildfire with all the signings the last couple of weeks, uh, especially from the Boston pride. And, um, and then, yeah, just, I mean, it'd be nice to kind of switch gears from talking about youth hockey all the time and kind of the local scene and talk about the NHL would be kind of nice for me for a change just to kind of, you know, listen to the podcast and, you know, listen, you guys do a great job. And so I'm excited to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have some, uh, some good guests on and some good stories and some good laughs. So thanks. Thanks to you guys. I'm, I'm pumped. No doubt. No doubt. And, uh, it is actually refreshing to see that, uh, the, the new league is flourishing. There's money to sign these players to some decent money too, for the first time in a long time, if not ever. I mean, uh, these are some of the biggest contracts that that league has seen. And that speaks bounds to the advancement of women's hockey to this point. Michaela Grant Memphis, um, uh, she moved from, she switched teams. She was with Toronto last year, had a, had a good MVP season, and uh, she just signed with Buffalo, and I believe for like $80,000 a year, uh, like a three-year deal. Wow. So that's pretty good. I mean, it's definitely, you know, going in the right direction. And, uh, <clears throat> and the Boston Pride has done their usual, we're going to wait till the last minute and announce our signings, and they've already, you know, Rumorville is there. They're they're not bringing back a lot of the players from last year's team, and I, they're bringing they're signing some big name players. So it should be pretty exciting to see how they're going to look uh, for this upcoming season. And 
but overall, I mean, and they added that team in Montreal as well. So it's going to be, you know, it just keeps growing, keeps getting better. And, you know, hopefully we can, we can turn some more of our listeners on to that. And, um, it's a good take. So we've always been big advocates of that league here on this show. And I'm glad to hear that that sentiment will continue on and moving forward. That's what it's all about. Clance. I haven't heard from you in a while, my friend. Good to see you since your hot takes and uh, taking Beacon down about his Steve Eiserman <laughs> comments. And uh, I just man, heard what him. fireworks, brother! I tell you. Listen, I just I was just speaking the truth, you know. That's all. The guy called Steve Eisman overrated. Out of his mind, I'm telling you, he had to have been buckled. He had to have been rolling out of like Southside Tavern after about fucking thirty Bud Lights. Sullivan's Tavern. You know? But uh, no, things are good on my end. You know, I'm ex- again just so excited to have Gordo uh, on part of the crew. I think he's just gonna help us get to that next level. Um, you know, he's already helping us line up some great guests for interviews. Um, but no, on my end, you know, things are good. Just crazy busy with work. I got uh, officially, you know, three weeks down till Clancy Baby Boy number three arrives. Um, whoop whoop! Uh, and get a full line. Best news ever, guys. Clance is allowed to swing a golf club. Oh, thank goodness there is so, mercy in this world. Between now and August 24th, I need to golf as much as I fucking possibly can. You heard the man, folks. He needs Make to it swing the club. Let's do you it. Know? Um, Causeway I Classic. I don't know if you see my videos, Clance, but I've been, I, finally, I finally figured my swing out. It's oh, fucking da- beautiful, man. He's dangerous now. He's dangerous. Yeah. Straight you can long. see him at the driving range, man. His fucking swing is pure. His hair doesn't move. And his finish is just rock solid. It's unbelievable. It really is. I, my finish is I fucking fall over. Um, but no, Gordo's got a hell of a golf swing, and I'm looking forward to seeing it in person on the course. You oh, know? Perfection, yeah. That's yeah. No, I, want, I wanted to touch real quick um, on the, the Boston Pride and everything like that. And, you know, I believe it was his, like, beginning of this last season – they had a couple of investors come in and they invested like $25 million or something like that. Didn't they into the league as like a salary cap throughout all the teams in the league? Yeah. So I think, I think this year, the, the salary cap increase was like, I want to say like 350 K. Yeah. Per team or something like that. Per right. Team. So that's, I mean, it's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's sizable. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and, uh, although I'm not in it, you know, I, I've still had some players that, you know, have reached out that were former national team players and, you know, seeing if I can help pull some strings. And, you know, so and then these are girls that, you know, were playing on the other side for a little bit. So, you know, I think they're starting to realize that, you know, I, I'm not saying that the, the PWHA is, you know, not a good thing. And um, but it just kind of seemed counterproductive just to women's hockey, just to have the two sides kind of like fighting with each other. And, um, and you know, hats off to this group because they just kind of put their head down and just stuck with, you know, what they're doing. They made some changes, you know, at the top, and it seemed, seems to be going well. And, you know, you've got some good coaches in the league and you're starting to see some, some better and better players. Um, the Pride just signed the top women's player in the country. Uh, the girl out of Clarkson, right? Out of Clarkson, yeah. She's yeah. A, she's a high. She was. A, I think she started at Boston College. Yep. Um, she is a heck of a player. So, um, and I think, I think they've only signed, or they've only announced 
I think maybe five other signings. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking on the Instagram Instagram page right now. They have eight signings so far this season. They got um, McKenna Brand, Becca Gilmore, McGarry McManus, who's a uh, past guest player on Causeway Kings. She's awesome, I know yep. personally and, and coached her personally. Yep. Um, Allie Thernstrom, Christina Pedagunia. Sorry if I uh, butchered your last name. Did not mean to. Kaylee Flanagan, Lauren Kelly, and Elizabeth Jagea. That's the girl out of Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah, she um Allie and Allie Thunstrom's from she's she's been in Minnesota for a while. She's she's very fun to watch. She is uh I think she was previously um or at, at one stretch she was like a, a a speed skater. So uh the the season that I coached with Boston, we we hosted the All-Star game, so Paul asked, you know, if I wanted to be a part of it and help out and be on the bench with them and um so I was able to actually see her up close and personal, and she did the the fastest skater. Holy smokes, dude! And it was it was funny too because they <clears throat> that same year was when they had a couple of the Olympians at the NHL All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the player. Um, Kendall Kendall Coin Schofield. Yep. So she did the the you know the the times you know fastest skater. And I, I'm pretty sure Allie Thunstrom did it a year later at the uh, East Coast Hockey League All-Star Game, and she smoked that time. Wow. She can, wow. She can, dude, she can fly. Crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. She's So they've, you know, having her, and she's she's consistently put up points in that league every year, and, uh, you know, she can play. So um, they're, they're probably, I would, you know, Montreal actually signed some good players as well as a new franchise, so. Um, I would assume they'll have a lot of luck, like Toronto did the first year they were in the league. Um, you know, they'll they'll be strong, they'll be competitive, but I think Boston's probably going to be the team to beat again, which is kind of crazy. But three P, baby, three P. Can't complain, right, Boston? We'll yeah, that's right. That's right. Is we'll it really? We, Bo- we have one Boston team winning. Yeah. <laughs> take it, take it. That Isabel Cup looks nice. I'll say that. And we already got yeah. a few of them, so. Hey, uh, it looks like we may have also had a legendary visit by one Coach Chigasola. Chigs, you out there? Uh, I'm out of here. Hey, what's up, guys? Really, Clancy? I was just nice to you the other day. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I'm pretty sure my birthday wish was a lot nicer than your response. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm always nice to you. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh... Chigs, it's been a long time, my friend. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Oh, you know, a little here, a little there, you know, this and that, Bruins, Causeway Street, you know. You gotta love the enthusiasm Chiggs brings when he when he hops on, huh? Eh, how you doing? Live it up here, Chiggy. Let's go, baby. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't have anything up my bunghole yet. One day. Yet. Oh, good lord. What are, what are you and the wife getting into later on? Whoa. Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nothing. There it is. <laughs> Well, lots of happenings happening around the rink these days. And, of course, there really is no off-season when it comes to youth sports and especially youth hockey. So, Chiggs, what's the latest and the greatest from down at the rink? Uh, Nothing, really. Uh, Just been – we have our summer clinic going on. We have the pro league going on. And the pro league's really taken off. Uh, So, for – we have a, a charity game. And we think we have 22 NHL players playing in it. So that's really cool. Um, Jack nice. Eichel said nice. that he's down to play in it, which is great. 
Um, that's really huge that he's been coming. So uh, we're actually like, it's it's not fair to a lot of the guys, but we're turning away. Uh, we're turning away like AHL and East Coast hockey players to play in our pro league, which it's like, it's a good thing, but it also stinks for those guys because a lot of them are good guys. Yeah. Why, why are they being turned away? To we have so many NHL colors. players playing in it. So why don't you just expand the amount of teams you have and expand the hours? We're already up to three hours on Monday nights. That was five thirty and six thirty. Well, yeah, yeah, that was it. Was because of the Corey Griffin um, thing on Monday night. Oh, but the, like uh, Corey Fest, yep. Yeah, but like uh, Van Riemsdyk is now coming. VZ's coming. Uh, uh, Eichel is now trying to get more of the North Shore guys. Hannafin's there. Uh, Wagner's there. Uh, Brian Boyle's now there. Marino, Zaka, Miles Wood. Ryan Donato. Boldy. I yeah. mean, like, it's wow. just That's Boldy's cool. there. New Hook just came on Monday night. So, like, it's it's really cool, but then you feel bad for a lot of, like, the guys that are just good guys that have kind of been there through it all. It's just we don't have enough space for them. Right. Yeah, Chiggs, I noticed, um, like, the first few years, it was it was more like a smattering. You'd have some NHL, you'd have some uh, minor pro in college. Now it just sounds like it's basically 100% NHL. That's crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think like the only there was one player that didn't play in the NHL in the first two games the other day. I mean, that's yeah, it, pretty cool. And I know you got um, what's his name, Brian Gibbons, who's playing over in Europe, playing down there now. Yeah, I think the rumor yep. is I'm think he's trying to come back to the NHL. Actually, it's really funny you say the rumor thing. So Han- Noah Hannafin played for the first time two weeks ago, and Noah showed up and he's wearing all black hockey gear. And everybody at the rank, one person's there interviewing him and said, so are you like only wearing black because of the whole Kachuk thing and <laughs> Goudreau leaving? And he was like, no, he's like, Calgary lost my hockey gear. They sent oh, it. Yeah. They tried to mail me my what? hockey gear and it ended up in Memphis, Tennessee. So he had to go to TSR and he spent $5,000, he said, on hockey gear, sticks and everything. So it's just kind of, it was kind of like a funny story, but like, yeah, Gibbons did say he's trying to like figure out what he's going to do. And then um, who's the other person? Like Donato was really funny. He wasn't wearing any crack and stuff. And then he put his crack and Jersey back on the day he signed. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just definitely different. That's awesome. And of course, plenty of familiar faces uh, from folks playing in that uh, blue line tournament coming up. And tell us a little bit more about the organization that the uh, money from the ticket sales is going to support. Uh, so every year it changes. Uh, last year it went towards the efforts of K uh, canine kit in the Braintree police department. The year before that, it went to the Weymouth police department. So every year the money that's raised goes towards uh, a local police department or a local charity that's in need. That's what it's all about. Giving back to the men and women of the uh, blue, red and white line. Because we all play our part, and that's uh, that's awesome. That's glad to hear that. Community events are what Causeway Kings are all about. And, of course, if you're just uh, joining us in the middle of this for some strange reason, your friend Ben, Adam, Clancy, Merrill Marshall, Heath, Gordo, Gordon here with us, and Coach Chigasola. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had the boys all together here, so this is great. And uh, moving right along, we, uh, Chigs, we, we did already talk about uh, – 
the future of females hockey and uh, all that general jazz, how their uh, pride are doing great right now with all their recent signings. But otherwise than that, gentlemen, we've got a whole list of things to talk about, including the free agent pool. And I can't understand how some of these guys that are still on there are still on there. But there's so many other stories in and around this. I kind of want to start with this one. Gordon, I'm going to throw it at you first. John Klingberg and his situation with the agent. You seen that? Oh, yeah. I I like that kid. My my big one right now is Kane. Where's Kane going? That's where I want to know. I heard Detroit, and I hope that's not the truth. I I think he ends up with the Rangers. I mean, that would be unbelievable. You know what a turnaround! Like they clean, they clean house over there. GM, everybody, coaches. They yeah. have they have like third over thirty million dollars available in cap space. Yeah, I mean, like you you can give Kane seven eight million dollars a year. Like, and he's and he's still productive. I mean, he's yeah. still, I mean, he can still go, man. It's you know, Taves. I think is a little different situation where you know, eat some money. He's yeah. I mean, he's not as productive as he used to be, but I mean, he can still you know he can still get it done. He's also like I think that kid's just like a born leader, but. You know, can't, I mean, anybody that's going to get Kane right now, it's that, you know, his his talent is just still at this stage is, you know, that kid's lights out. I mean, he's been one of my favorite guys in the league for, you know, for a, quite a while now. Um, probably until the arrival of McDavid, um, Kane has just been my guy. I like him. And you know, obviously he's an American born guy too. So you got to cheer for those guys. But yeah, now the, Klim, the Klimberg thing is, you know, interesting. Um, I don't know. I Dallas Dallas always kinds of seem, you know, every season it seems like it's kind of a mess there, but um I, I don't I don't know, you know, he's he's good PP guy. He's kid smooth. He's I mean he's got a really good game. So um I don't I don't know if I don't know who would pick him up, but he did get signed by the uh the ducks, but the problem was uh, it was a significantly smaller contract than what he should have got. He, he ended was, up having to fire his agent. Seven million dollars. Right. One he, year deal. he was offered by Dallas midseason an extension for like fifty-four million dollars, and his agent told him to turn it down because he can get more in the offseason. Long story short, offseason came and no offers went with it. So the guy literally fired his agent, and the next deal, that only deal that came in, was the one year from Anaheim. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, that dude literally got messed out of all kinds of money. Yeah, I just want to touch on the Kane thing real quick, and I agree with Goto. Like, he's still producing at a high level. He had ninety-two points this last season. Well, they were saying, you know, it, it's it's. I think Detroit was maybe a landing spot just because of like the young crop that they have there right now, or Anaheim. Which I mean, you know, imagine Kane and Zegras. Oh my god! Like that would be, you know. I don't know. It would be, it would, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like talking about Bergeron, like going to, you know, another team, right? It's going to be weird watching Kane play, not in the Hawks jersey. So, yeah. But I just, I feel like he's going to end up in with the Rangers because him and Panarin, everyone remembers the chemistry they had when they were together in, in Chicago. They're still very good friends. I can see Panarin whispering in sweet nothings into his ear. And I mean, could you imagine going to like Times Square for a weekend and Patrick Kane on like the fucking billboard of Mill Times Square for a Rangers game? No. It'd be unbelievable. 
<laughs> showtime. He's the he's yeah. the showtime coming to the Big Apple man. Unreal. And it would, uh, yeah, it, he would also if in a trade he would get a haul back. I think the, I mean, although look at what the Blackhawks got for DeBrinket. Uh, I thought they would have got more for him, but um, yeah, that, it's gonna be interesting to see what would go back the other way. But he's definitely still playing at an elite level. Kane still has, I think, three or four more years minimum of uh, of of quality hockey left. And also, you look at the the guy the guy plays. He doesn't miss games. No. He had like three or four years where he played 81 or 82 games yeah. uh, almost in a row. Like, I mean, it, that's a really important stat uh, that kind of gets overlooked. The guy makes big bucks, but he's on the ice every single night. And uh, that can't be discounted at all. Actually, and I think like one really cool place for him, I don't think it'll happen. I just think it would be amazing because I think their organization is in shambles right now. Imagine if he went to Vegas. And Vegas oh. had him with Jack Eichel. Like, it, it would just be, like, tip, like all these comments that are coming out from Pacioretty about how, like, the organization's terrible, basically, there. I just think it would just, like, put, like, a nice little nice little rose on top for them. I But I I think he's got to go to New York. Like, him, times, like, how, like, he is that type of a guy. Uh, the only The only other place would be cool is say Buffalo gets it together and he goes home to Buffalo. I think that would be like a cool situation, but I mean, wherever he goes, he's, he's going to be a top, top 15, top 20 player in the NHL still oh, at least two more years. And I mean, I mean, could you imagine him and Alex Tuck on the same line? Like Kane just dishing it to Tuck and Tuck just letting it, that guy has an absolute missile. <laughs> it, it, it'd be, it'd be deadly. It'd be unreal. And then you got Owen Powell on the back end too, who can obviously let it fly too. Yeah. You know, having those three on your power play, and the, the other kid, um, who's the kid that they drafted? He couldn't even do a pull up at the combine. Middlestat, Casey yeah. Middlestat, Mister Minnesota Hockey, whatever his name is. But he's he's coming into his own. Like Buffalo's got some really good players. Yeah. You're getting there. Uh, I mean, just uh, another team the Bruins are going to have to contend with. Uh... <laughs> to transition to them, but the team in the league. <laughs> I think last time I was on, which was a while back, I think we were just gearing up for the NCAA's. Yep, and I got to watch that kid live, man. Owen Owen Power. Oh my God, that kid's a he's a stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he's a man child. He's like big kid. He's so fluid, like he kid, amazing skater, and he just sees the. I mean, Michigan was stack but you know denver <laughs> denver gave it to him yeah so it was a great game but that kid is you know he's lights out man he's just ultra talented and he's a big kid you know yeah able to move like that it's like a headberg type situation so you know it's funny we talked about college hockey real quick are you i mean obviously everyone knows all the the top guys from michigan you know left and turned pro are you guys surprised that luke hughes did not turn pro Jack Hughes' little brother, who was a freshman there this year, this past year. Nah, I mean he's still a baby. I mean he's he's very talented as well. But I think Michigan's got their own. I was I was telling uh, Merrill earlier today. I don't know if you guys have seen that report that came out with the coach, with the coach, and it's not good, man. So now I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see some players 
enter the transfer port portal or turn pro. It do, I mean, you know? I, I guess it depends on who's going to get that. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fire him and, you know, perhaps bring in a new coach. They were kind of talking about that anyways, but. Uh, well, the only reason why I asked about the Hughes kid is because at, when they, when their season ended and he went over to finish playing in the world championships, he was logging 22, 23 minutes a game. And I think he finished a tournament like a plus seven. Like he, he was a man amongst boys. Like he was, looked like he fit in out there. So that's why I'm kind of like 50, 50 surprised that he stayed and then, you know, isn't turning pro and, you know, go play with his brother in New Jersey or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the, uh, well, who's the GM in uh, Jersey? Is it, um, uh, uh, Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's it. He's a, you know, very offensive. He's got a lot of tools. Um, and, you know, watching him play live too this year was just, you know, him and him and powers were just, you know, they were on a different level. So, and they, and they both logged huge minutes in that game versus Denver. So, but, um, I think he's, I, I, I can't imagine that he would stay very much longer. So, cause he, he seems pretty ready to go. Mm -hmm. Especially if all this blows up in Michigan, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, if that blows up, then I I mean, I saw the report, the coach is saying that he's going to get, you know, fully, you know, it's going to come out that none of this happened, blah, 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 but I don't know. Smells kind of fishy to me. It's all I know, man. So we'll see what happens, and we'll let that business sort itself out. Um, moving it right along, guys, we have other free agents. Uh, let's talk about someone the bees maybe haven't signed that we all kind of expected. Obviously, the addition of Pavel Zaka, that's great. Who else do we have on the board, though? Is anybody else going to be that next move, or are we staying put where we are? Jake, you, got, you, okay. can't count, you can't count Zaka in. He's, he's, not, right. he's still he's in arbitration. That's right. Yeah, he's not signed. He's in arbitration. So he, yeah. he's technically still a UFA, and any other team can pick him up. Or an RFA. I think they'd have to RFA. RFA yeah. Well, yeah. that's even worse. An offer sheet. Chiggs, what's the rumor down in the rink? I know he's playing in that pro league, and I think you guys, like, you have, like, moonlight dinners together and stuff, don't you? Azaka's awesome. He's such yeah. – he's so funny. He got – so he was on the ice – uh, with Adam Nichols. Uh, so him and Colin White do uh, training with Adam Nichols or Nicholas. And uh, and Nick went out to talk to him and was like, hey, you just got traded. And he's like, you're kidding me. He's like, where did I get traded? And he goes, Boston. And like, he smiled. He's like, oh my God, I don't have to play defense first now. And like, so his whole thing, he's like, he was sitting there. He's like, I never understood why they drafted me so high to be a third line grinding, like, big body John Madden type. He goes, they never let me try anything offensive. So like he's one of the most impressive players in the league. So like, it'll be cool to see if it works out. I mean, but you did get like Eric Holler worked here. Like at the end of the year, they finally, the Bruins for as much trouble as they had, they finally got it to click where Holler was working. Now I think it's also scary that you're relying on, Pavel Zaku, who's got huge upside if he figures it out. It kind of reminds me of like Benoit Pouliot. When he came here, it kind of worked for a little bit. He figured it out, but he was like a mm -hmm. high draft pick, whatever. So, but the potential right now is the Bruins are going in next year with your top two centers are Coyle and Zaka. Like that's, that's like a legitimate possibility. So I think it'll be cool. 
I like, I think Zach is going to sign. He loves it around here. Him and his girlfriend are always at the rink every day. I he's just been uh, training around. He's been training here in the off season for a few years now. Yeah. I think he, yeah, he, he's always been one of the guys that's been there. It's like, so I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm happy they got him, but it's kind of like, okay, what's the other thing? And that's where like, I'm getting worried. I read on hockey news today that Kadri is rumored to be coming here. And I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like, How could they even afford if, him though? There's no way. Well, I mean, I don't know how Don Sweeney can afford anything at this rate. The, the, like the, I know I understand why they did the moves that they did. I understand why they locked up certain people, but God, like that all mark contract hampers you so much now. Like all these like little nickel and dime contracts really are hurting everybody. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but Zach, I know Zach is like amped up. He's so excited to be out of New Jersey. So yeah. um, I guess we'll see how it goes. Well, that that was my thing, Chigs. Is like the, the the time to go young was last year, and kind of save your nickels and dimes for this off season when you're going to have free agents. Uh, instead, you know they they waste their money on uh, you know Nick Foligno, Thomas Nosick. You know they they give the Allmark contract when I kind of feel like maybe they could have got them for a little cheaper. I mean they, you know I'm not sure if there was a huge market for them and. You know, they signed him to that, that big ticket through 2025 for $5 million. And then, you know, I like the way Forberg played in the postseason. But, I mean, for $3 million a year, the way it, the way it shook out, like he's not, a, he's not a, a top four defenseman. And then, like, you got 3-6 in Matt Grizzlick. I mean, I think Matt Grizzlick is definitely not the light beer version of Tory Krug. Like, he was billed. So, like – all of these things, like individually, you're right. Like, but they all add up into now. You like, you have no room to to do anything to add to your roster, and n- never mind the fact that they had years where they had nothing coming up through their minor league system. So it's kind of a culmination of a lot of uh, bad decisions overall. I think to go on top of that. So you look at the money that they spent. Like, why did you give Nick Foligno that much money if you're going to play him on your fourth line? Like, why do you give money to a John Moore when he's going to be like, I know he's not here anymore, but why do you give that type of money for somebody to be your seventh defenseman? Why do you give Allmark a longer contract when Swayman's knocking at the door? I don't, that's the part for me that I find very frustrating. The drafting, like, it's very easy for us to sit here and be like, ooh, the drafting. Like, like there's kids that you see play hockey and you're like, wow, that kid's going to be really good. And sometimes it's just like very hard to like say that that kid's going to be good. Um, actually, Billy Bean talks about it really well in his movie Moneyball. He's like, how can you sit here and tell me that that kid's going to make it? You can't. Like some kids make it, some kids don't. But like some of these contracts, you just sit there. You're like, okay, at the time, Coil made sense. I, I like it did make sense at the time. But Felino, no sick. Uh, Carlo at the time made sense. I'll give him that. Grizzly didn't make sense for that amount of money. Uh, Allmark didn't make sense. The the only contracts that made sense were when you robbed your superstars of like three or four million dollars each because they all they all took less. Thank so, God they did. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I it's just so what. I don't understand what they're going to do next. Thank God they have Swayman. Thank God you have Pasta, and thank God you have McAvoy. So you have a stud in each position that, that you matter, but like everything else, just, it doesn't fit together. I, I, 
I mean, Jake Dabrowski wanted to get rid of him, and now he's like a very vital, important part of this team. I just I'm concerned of their defenseman going into the year because uh, you know you've got you got Lindholm who's coming off of a, his brains being scrambled, and I, I said on the last episode I, I didn't like the Carlo Lindholm uh, pair because if you remember correctly, it was Carlo who gave Lindholm the CTE generating pass there in the playoffs. So uh, I'm not in love with that pair. They probably have to split them up. And then, you know, I like the way Zaboro played for 10 games, but people act like he played like 50 or 60 games last year. He only played in 10 games before he tore his ACL. And now you're going to probably have him, coming in and playing a, a pretty large role because um, you only have who your right-handed defenseman right now on the roster, Carlo and Clifton and Connor Carrick, who's like a, 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 a taxi squad guy. Like right. you're going to have guy. to have, you're, you're going to have to have Zaboro play on the right side um, and probably play 15 minutes a game, you know? So, I mean, and then you got Riley, I don't know where he fits. Like, it's just it, it's all it, it's incomplete now, and it, it's still and, and you know we're only like a month away from training camp starting, so it's kind of a little bit uh, concerning. It is, Clance, your take? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the the all mark signing. I think that was a panic signing, to be honest with you. I think they were scrambling to get a goalie before someone else scooped them up. He named his price, they gave it to him, and then out of nowhere, you know, Rask comes back, and then then he retires. And with that signing, I feel like they at that time they didn't have faith in Swayman to be no, the true didn't. number one. And now it's hurting them in the end. You know, you got you're paying this guy five million dollars and he played forty two games last year. I said from the beginning he should have got three, three and a half million a year, would made would have made more sense. Um, but I mean it'd be interesting to see if they try to move that contract now to get something. But I mean, from a defenseman standpoint, I think he's got a no move. They're, they're fucked, man. Yeah, you got McAvoy. I mean, you got McAvoy who's out for six months. Now, like I mentioned in the last the last episode, I had the exact same shoulder surgery that he had. Mine actually had a little bit more, so my recovery time is a lot longer than his. But I'm being told twelve to fourteen months for a full recovery. I've already been told I can't play men's league till April, May of 2023. So it's like, how reliable is he going to be when he's back in the lineup? What's his game going to be like with protecting that shoulder? Same with Grizzly. Especially the way like McAvoy is a complete two-way defenseman who plays in every situation, plays the body. Like he's like everything, everything you want in a defenseman. He really reminds you of like a Drew Doughty and you're right. The style of play, like he's not a shrinking violet out there. Like, you know, I, I have, I have concerns um, to a degree with him um, for some reason. I mean, not for some reason, but I'm just as much concerned about Marshand. I mean, I know we all saw them in Italy at the wedding, but I mean, you know, I, not that I doubt that Brad Marshand is going to do everything in his power to come back and, be a hundred percent, but you know, double hip surgery. That's not a, that's not a thing that uh, you, you sneeze at. Cause I, I think of a guy like who's younger, like a guy like Tyler Sagan who had hip surgery. And I was reading up on that a few days ago. He had like almost like a nearly like after effect where his like, his like quad like shrunk in size. And it was like, 
it was bizarre. Like basically he had a long, long, long rehab and a long road. And so obviously he's still not back to a hundred percent. So like, you know, it, it, you hear hip and it's a scary thing. You know, I th- think of guys like Cam Neely who, uh, who obviously were never the same after that. So that's right. Gordo, what do you think? Well, as you guys know, I'm not, uh, me and the Boston Bruins have not gotten along for a long time. So um, <laughs> I, I'm more of a fan of hockey and I try to watch as many games as I can. So this now you guys have put me back on my heels a little bit. I'm going to have to really kind of drill down and start watching some Bruins and start paying attention a little bit, but you know, I'll go, I'll go way back here. And, you know, last time the Bruins won a cup, look at their decor. And I've been, you know, some of you guys, when you see me poking around on social media and I blast the Bruins quite a bit. And it's for me, it's always, it, I think offensively, you know, we've had the punch. Like we've had guys that can get it done. Um, you know, even <clears throat> I was surprised that, you know, even Bergeron over the last couple of years, I feel like he's starting to get towards the tail end. His production has been going up. So, you know, uh, it's, he can still play and he's, you know, and he's, become more of a dynamic player it's always seemingly for me on the back end and i was never a tuka ras fan um you know but <laughs> i just from a competition standpoint i don't I, for me i don't know what it was i just you know extremely talented came up through the organization as a kid and you know paid his dues and um you know he was a tremendous goaltender i just it seemed like in this those those few pressure games where we kind of needed them to kind of take one and win one for us. He could just never get it done. But I, for me, I'm always like, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Claude Julian when he was here. And I don't think a lot of the players were either, but you know, and I'm, I'm starting to come around to the whole, you know, sort of new NHL and the running gun and, you know, everyone's offensive and you see guys like Kale McCarr, but I'm, I mean, there's not a whole, slew of Kale McCars just kicking around and kids that are getting drafted like that kid's just a special kid and they come along every now and then but um you know the last time the Bruins won the cup I mean Chara six foot ten you know impossible to get around at Soderberg you had um uh you had Boychuk McQuaid on that back end they were they were thick. They were mean. They played heavy, you know, nothing crazy. Um, and then you kind of, I think Krug was in that mix maybe a little bit where you kind of saw that kind of like, you know, that little offensive punch and they got, you know, and in 13. Yeah. You know, and he moved, you know, he ended up moving to St. Louis and has he been really, you know, I thought he was a better fit here. I, I was kind of sad to see him go. And McAvoy, I like, but, you know, again, undersized. Um, I have been impressed with, you know, especially over the last year watching him play, kind of, you know, playing with some more grit and more jam and just kind of, you know, something I didn't really think he kind of had in him. So, um, but he, he'll he get after it if he, you know, he has to. So, but I mean, you can't rely on a, a guy that, you know, what's he, six foot? So, you know, I know the NHL is kind of trending in a smaller direction, but, you know, he's not the biggest guy. So, you know, and you see some of the teams that, you know, that have won over the last couple of years, especially, you know, the case in point for me was the when Bruins played St. Louis. 
St. Louis should have never won that, but they had, you know. They were enormous on the back end. You look at the last few winners, Gordo. Light, uh, Colorado had some big guys back there with Manson, uh, Johnson, uh, the other dude, I forget his name, it escapes me, uh, Eric Johnson. Oh, Eric Johnson. The Branson. And the Lightning were fucking humongous yeah. on the back end. Everybody's over 6'2". Um, and then you go to the to the St. Louis Blues, like big teams, especially defensively, like that just wear you down over the course of seven games. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you need you need those couple guys that are going to run your power play, and um, you know, I, I think I I think some of the success that you know, like McAvoy's had, and is because of some of the offensive guys that we have. You know, Pasternak. Um, and you know, uh, Marshawn, yeah, you know, those I mean, those guys are just tremendous playmakers. That you know, and and if you're the if you're the PP guy, you're gonna get the benefit of you know, some of those players that are just gonna make you know, they can make impossible plays, you know, uh, all day long. So, um, you know, for me, it always and now it feels like we're kind of starting over again, right? So you know, I like Swayman. I think he. I think he's going to be a goal, good goaltender. Whether whether or not it's going to be in our organization, I don't know. But um, I thought he was pretty solid last year. I like him, and uh, I just think defensively, like Carl, like they just don't. I don't know. I, I think we have to. I think Sweeney and Neely have kind of come to their. I think it's time to move on and go in a different direction in the front office and totally and start doing it. Like, you know, I mean, Christ, when I was in, when I was at Providence college, I mean, we used to go watch the, the P Bruins play. And I mean, there was a shit ton of guys that were some really good fucking players that, you know, were in the pipeline ready to come up. And, um, it just doesn't seem like it's never did. It just doesn't seem like we have that going on right now. And I, I don't, you know, draft wise, I think, you know, Sweeney's missed a hell whole of a lot more than, you know, he's hit. So, um, and I'm not sure what Cam does. He's, I love him. He's my idol. That's why I wore number eight when I was a kid, but I think it's time to kind of go in a different direction and, you know, hockey, all hockey is like analytics, all this other stuff. It's, it's just going in a different, I think they're old school and they're kind of stuck in their ways a little bit. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I think they need to kind of build from the back end out. I mean, we've got some good forwards. We've got guys that can score goals. It's just defensively. You know, and then you get into the playoffs, and that's where it really guys get exposed, and they did last year. So that's I my... agree. There's not enough toughness on the, on the back end. No. I, I, and I said it a few episodes ago when free agency started. I would have loved to have seen the Bruins get Zadora from Calgary. And then when you see what Calgary just re-signed him for, the Bruins could have traded away one or two players and, and, got, and paid him that exact same money. You know, he is a – he can move for a big guy, too. And he's big, he's tough, he's physical, and, and he can be that guy that can be your, your bruiser on the back end, but also log, you know, 17 to 19 minutes a game for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, Merrill, you brought up Tampa. I mean, it's – you know, I'm a huge Hedberg fan. I just – if I could you know, tell my sons, you know, to be, hey, you want to be a defenseman? Watch this guy. Like, you know, he's a big dude. He's, t he's tough to get around and he can skate. I mean, 
you know, as hell too. Yeah, oh yeah, he's his Fucking, hair. He is a lights rocket. Out, lights out. But he's so, so handsome. The skill level for that, you know, he's what six six. I mean, yeah. that's a t- and, he, and he can skate, and he's logging huge minutes. I, I just, you know, if you were at, to ask me like who I'd want to start my decor with, him or McAvoy, I think I'm going to take Hedberg all day and not. Can you imagine him and, and him and McAvoy together? Well, again, you, you go back like you know when Chara was still Chara and not a you know a cone the last couple of years that he played here. Um, you know, I mean, dude, it, it's size. Everyone can say whatever they want. I mean, the the size of the rink hasn't changed. I mean, a guy like Chara doesn't have to move very far. He's going to cover a lot of ground. Just you know, stick alone. So, yep. um, you know, I just I think we're just on the back end. It's like we're too small. We don't play mean enough, and you know, offensively, yeah, at times, good. But you know, when it comes down and you got to play playoff hockey, it's it's just not the the core that's going to get it done. It's a whole different breed of hockey when it comes to playoff hockey. Yep, everybody's game goes to a whole new level. Well, I mean, look at how look at how effective the player, the Brown guy, is that they brought in during the playoff run that we had, if you want to call that that's people were like, wow, this guy's really bringing that grit. Like seriously, that's who the Bruins need to rely on is trading for somebody like him. Mm-hmm. It's because they're missing that element. Like if you watch a Bruins game, everybody stands in front of the net for free. Nobody gets the shots when it was Chara and Seidenberg and McQuaid, nobody wanted to go near the net. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just kind of like that mentality where like, you even see it like out of like the superstars that like take it to another level. They're just not a good team. That like there's nothing promised. I really at this rate, I think that they're probably like a good eight years away from being relevant. Like and having like a legitimate chance, unless they clear house with everybody besides three people. But they're never going to do that. They're going to be mediocre, and it's okay. Well, hopefully we can hit in the draft. Hopefully we can hit in the draft. I. You're not going to hit in the draft when Don Sweeney's doing your drafting. Well, you get you guys are a lot younger than me, but I I I grew up with the Bruins in the nineties, so that was some that was some tough hockey to watch for a while. And you know we had some good players coming in and out, but you know the Red Sox weren't good, the Bruins weren't good, the Patriots weren't good, and then we got around the two thousands, and then you know Tom Brady, Bruins win the cup. Red Sox win the World Series. So we've had we've had a good run for a nice 20, 20 or so years, but I think mm-hmm. we're on the down cycle with all of Boston sports right now. Like my concern is, you know, and obviously I know the biggest talks around the Bruins has been, you know, signing Bergeron and, and Krejci, right? Obviously that's been the big talk. My concern is I feel like every day that passes that neither one of them has signed, it's less and less hope that those two are going to sign. No. I don't There's think no rumors either. There's I know no, I nothing. nothing. I know nothing Chiggs being said about it. Back. But Jigs is sleeping on Krejci's fucking front lawn. It's true. Jigs. Uh, Leonardo just got his first Krejci Winter Classic jersey to wear. So hold on, wait a minute. Hold time out. That reminds me. I got to bring up Jigs. Did you really get a fucking Trevor Zegers USA jersey? Oh hell yeah, dude! You could have like a fucking Ferrari in your driveway with the amount of money you spend on fucking jerseys. Yeah, but Zegers, I didn't just get that. I, uh, I also got his. Uh, so, yeah, I'll say it. Whatever. 
I also got his BU jersey. Uh, he actually never got a BU jersey. Um, they were ran out the back door, so I got his Bean Pot jersey. Uh, then he ended up uh, winning it with and everything like that. So that's kind of cool. Wow. No, that's um, a piece. Yeah, of course, Clancy, I'm going to like that guy. The only thing I, I have is hands. God, <laughs> literally no feet, and I, all hands. But, and I, I, I will tell you right now, Chiggs has some of the silkiest myths I, I, I've seen in a long time. And, you know, and oh, the video. It's, going it's that not cool. even the videos, man. I've seen it firsthand. And I get it's only men's league, but to see this kid literally dangle in the tight areas that he does, and it's fucking remarkable, to be honest with you. You know, so I, I give him hats off to that, but that's about it. Well, I appreciate the half hats. <laughs> and, and, and he's a great friend. I can say that, too. He's, You're in my MySpace top friends again, Clancy. You're all yes. fucking Score right, baby. for the good guys. Bring him back MySpace. Oh, I, I think you were spot on, though. Like, okay, so there, Krejci was up here in Boston. He met with the Bruins. His wife's throwing all these photos of them at the garden and everything. You have Bergeron waiting. I really, I really wholeheartedly believe Krejci comes back if Bergeron comes back. It'll be like a mil- It'll be like a million dollar deal. They're not going to be worried about the money, and it's going to be okay. This is the last hurrah. Mm-hmm. But like, like that's how bad it, it would. That's how bad we've gotten situation wise. It's kind of like where the Celtics were when they got rid of everybody, and it was you relying on like a thirty something year old Garnett, a thirty something year old Pierce, and it just not working. And I love Krejci to death. Everybody knows this. Bergeron's amazing, but like for the love of God, like this this team has butchered it. And like while we've been sitting here, I looked up the top ten prospects for the Boston Bruins. I've right. literally heard of one. And like I consider myself like a psychopath with this stuff. I've heard I've heard of one. Everybody's heard of one. Like Bakanina was supposed to be the guy. He's gone. They traded the other guy to the Rangers when they got Rick Nash. Then it's it's always like, oh, Jordan Caron's coming up. He's gonna ooh, he's gonna get at the good old college. Like, for the love of God, just like do something here. I, I it, it's funny. The Bruins were built off of a general manager and a team that were flawed when they won the Stanley Cup. But whoever the director of scouting was when they did that, they nailed every draft two or three guys. Get whoever that guy was, hire him again. Give him ten million dollars a year, right? Because they can't they can't drive from. We've every single time they're like, oh, Bruins are going off the board here. And I'm like, for the love of God, can we just have somebody like we're like, oh, like Bob McKenzie sat there and said, I don't know why they're not picking Matt Barzell. Could you imagine if Barzell was here? How much better would you feel about the team? Oh, I agree. Like, 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 there's your center of the future. <laughs> well, because now you have a center to go with. Pasternak to go with McAvoy and oh by the way you had Sebastian Ajo in that draft Eric Chernak Travis Konechny right on down the line we've gone through a chapter adverse and I feel like this is like a a PTSD slash Tourette fit for me every uh, so a couple episodes you bring up the 2015 draft but it's true it's like and I look at it this way like everybody just assumes that the Bruins are going to be okay if Bergeron and Krejci come back it's like these guys are in their late 30s. They're not, they're playing hard minutes. They got to play in every situation. They're not getting any breaks. They don't have a number one center to kind of give them the easy matchups like Claude Giroux gets now that he's later in his career. So it's like, 
you're going to still ask them to do everything they did 10 years ago. And oh, by the way, the Eastern Conference is way better, especially the Atlantic Division. Like Ottawa's a freaking savage team now. You look at their team, like Detroit too. Like this is not this is not 20, you know, 14 where they're just gonna Swiss cheese their way through the division. Like it's like they're not a lock to make the playoffs even with Krejci and Bergeron. No, but Decon right. thinks they are. Oh god. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Montreal. Right? That's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Gordo, you you're like me so far. You must miss that rivalry. I miss the rivalry in yeah, a, a lot. I mean, that was, you know, what I grew up on watching, you know, Boston Montreal just breaking the Bruins' heart all the time. Right. And when was the last time the Bruins even hated the Canadians legitimately in the last five years? Probably like 2010 11 around there they had right. some, they had some you know it's been a while so and they're, they're you know you got caulfield and then they just yeah. got you know a couple first round picks there that kid in the first that first overall kid is he's a player yeah we so, were talking so. about that i wanted to get you both your reactions chigs and gordo like the slavkowski pick and then right dropping the four like what do you guys think of that like what? And then the stare down, obviously, which is going to go down in like draft lore. But which he said he wasn't doing, by the way. Oh yeah, Bullshit. yeah, right. Hughes came right. in, and, you know, and I, I don't. He's he's a good hockey guy, man. He gets it. So I mean, those that kid, that kid's a beast. The the first the first round overall pick, he's mm-hmm. a beast. so he, he's going to be good. And Caulfield, I think, is hasn't even touched the surface. I think he's going to be a really good NHL player. I said and it when I, he first came in, and you know, and he's I, now being coached by a guy that is him, just like him. Yeah, he's small, undersized play with a ton of skill. So St. Louis is going to tell Caulfield, "Go do your thing." Well, you already you saw some of the you know once he came in, you you, you saw you know he came back up from the American league and all of a sudden he's, you know, getting chances, he's making plays and, you know, that kid, that kid's just a, that he's a winner, man. He's a gamer. So it'll be, I, I, you know, I think Montreal is trending in the right direction and we're going backwards, which is not good. I think the issue with the bees too, is like, I feel like, Sweeney and other management thinking, all right, you know what? We just got to buy our time until Marshawn and McAvoy come back and this and that. Like, you can't do that because, again, Marshawn just had double hip surgery, the same surgery that Rask had on one hip. Yep. Like, and you know, you know, you have, there's a difference than training skating and being game ready skate. You know, Marshawn can come back and skate three hours a day and get his legs in shape. But when it comes to game time reaction and speed, it's going to take him half a dozen, if not more than a dozen games to get back to that pedigree that he was at, you know? Well, I think he's finally, I think for him, uh, he's at least finally at that like maturity stage of life where I think he's going to be responsible about it. And, you know, he's not going to have many good years left. So I'm sure he's going to take it, Pretty serious. I mean, there's only very few athletes in this world that get hurt. I mean, Tom Brady is one where he just seemingly never gets hurt, and when he does, he's 
<laughs> you know, Even whatever, he whatever, whatever he eats or whatever the hell he does, you know, I mean, hey, fun fact, the guy that repaired um, Brady's knee, knee injury, he did my shoulder. Oh, not a big, yeah. not, so not a big deal. You should be good. nice. I could be fucking pitching in the major leagues by next week. Well, I was going to say, you better be hitting the golf ball of 300. Uh, I hope so. Major League plans. It's funny. It's funny that you guys also brought up this whole Canadians thing. In all honesty, a year from now, a year ago, would you have said the Canadians are in a better position than the Bruins? Yeah. Not even. And now, now we're sitting here, and it's like, oh my god, it's like the demise of. I, I don't know. I just everything that the Canadians are doing are, is right, but I also think that. Uh, when we were talking a couple weeks ago, because I know I had, I'm sorry for not being around, but like when when that question was brought up to Bruins management, hey, was there like any thought of getting rid of Sweeney and any thought of getting rid of Neely? Like, and you literally saw them all get so defensive and Sweeney wasn't even allowed to talk. And it's like everybody else is held to a certain bar here at the Bruins. The veterans are heard to, held to a certain bar. Coaches are held here, but when it comes to Sweeney and Cam, it's like, well, you know, we butchered another thing. What are you going to do? Like the the amount of the amount of second guessing that's going on on every single move. Like, I just, I just, if I see them sign, make another announcement, signing another AHL guy to a two way contract, and that's like your big thing. It's like, guys, get to work. Like, start figuring out your issues. If it means you got to trade away pieces. People around here will understand. I mean, they did it with Lucic. They did it. With, they he did a good job and accumulated the draft picks. He just butchered the draft. I think Luch do it again if you back. need to. Luch is coming back he at should. some point. His dance moves. His dance moves look phenomenal. What if draw. they did that? They brought back everybody as as many about, of them as they could. How about Luch and Marshawn showing off their Stanley Cup tattoos? It's <laughs> good stuff. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Marshawn Hips seem to be working pretty good at Raph's wedding. Not as good as Raph Hips himself, but, you know, it looks, it looks pretty healthy to me. Tuka's <laughs> dance moves are electric. That's all it's, I want to say. Yeah. And how about McAvoy just walking out with the sunglasses on? He must, he must have been drunk 24-7 last trip. That looked like oh, the Mark. most legendary. Did you see the team photo of all of them? Yes. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> crazy. Crazy, crazy. Well, I would love I to have Luch back, though. A bunch of hockey players together in one place with a bottom boot. <laughs> a shit, I think Sean I Thornton was shit, even smiling. A shit ton of money, yeah. a bunch of alcohol, and a fucking beautiful boat and wedding in Italy. God only knows what could happen there. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, but, Taylor Hall just got married yesterday, too, or over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know who uh, Charlie Coyle's up next in Minnesota? Ten days. Yeah. Get it done now, boys, because we're gonna need you in a couple months. Yeah. 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 Can't wait for Coyle's. Definitely having a great off season. All these guys are going to all these weddings, and they're going to be logging twenty-two minutes a night. Oh my god, this is going to be awful. I don't even think I'm going to be able to watch the Bruins this year. Being honest, I just I don't I don't even think I can do it. I don't. I actually might. You know what? I might jump on the Celtics bandwagon. Like at least they're young and entertaining. Gee, like <laughs> I just I can't stand what's going on with this hockey. Like, is it really that hard? Whatever Steve Eiserman does, just copy it. 
please. A lot of <laughs> yeah, copy what that guy does. I'd, like if if the Detroit Red Wings are at a game, you send your scout and be like, hey, whatever that guy does, you go do that. Like copy these GMs that actually do the right things. I've heard. I, the only thing I'm happy with is the coach. That's it. I, I like think I think that's a great signing. I don't know what's going to be worse this year: the Bruins' overall ability to play the game of hockey, or the Coyotes playing out of College Arena. <laughs> I would, I'd rather be a Coyotes fan right now, to be brutally honest. At least I'm closer to the action, and it's probably not going to cost me that much. Bruins are probably still going to raise the ticket prices, and they're going to say, "Oh, well, COVID this and COVID that," and you know, like I just, oh my god, it, I get so angry thinking Starts about this. Top, it's, man. It's all ownership, man. They've had 3,000 coaches, and they've had like four GMs in our lifetime. And it's because the owners, they don't pay attention. And, you know, Cam runs the Bruins for the Jacobses. They don't pay attention. And, therefore, by proxy, you know, Cam and Don are boys. So, there you go. He's protected, and he can she could screw up drafts and – you know, miss on this guy or sign this bad free, this free agent contract. That's not any good. And, you know, there's no accountability. I mean, any other organization, if the coach, you know, the coach gets fired, the GM gets fired, the president usually gets fired, especially because this is his second hire. Like you usually only don't get that many chances to, uh, to hire a, a head coach. And I would tend to think um, this has got to be his last chance, his last time to get it right. And my thing is, like, let me. One thing I just want to say, you know, what else is concerning? We don't hear anything about Krejci or or Bergeron signing. There's no rumors or scuttlebutt. There's no scuttlebutt about moving out money for these guys to to sign them. And there's no scuttlebutt on the Pasternak extension. Uh, You know, like Ty Anderson asked him a question, and he like, and and Sweeney gets all defensive when it took Matt to Chuck like three seconds to sign his extension when he got traded, like. It's just bullshit. It's just very frustrating as a Bruins fan just to just to sit back and, and watch some of this go on. So, I mean, that's, I just wanted to say that too. It starts with ownership. If ownership isn't engaged, it's going to affect everything else. Like, not that they have to watch hockey news and know every single prospect in the OHL or whatever, but you gotta you gotta have at least a, a little bit of a clue and know what's going on with your organization. A little bit helps. That's right. Uh, guys, getting to be about that time. We'll uh, wheel around because we still. I think we have one more thing to talk about. We wanted to talk about the uh, the three ice brand new league coming up. Uh, Gordo, you want to start with that one? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys want to save some of for next week, but um, hopefully we'll have a guest on that's playing currently playing in the league right now and um, got a chance to watch it over the weekend so it would kept p- popping up on my instagram i'm like what the heck is this three le- three ice league and uh so i finally got to watch finally got to watch it the other day um mostly you know minor league guys which is fine um you know the 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 hockey's pretty good um you know 3v3 full ice they got some, you know, some special rules in there, uh, but it's it's pretty exciting and it's it's fun to watch. Like, I, you know, not to shit on the guys that are currently playing in it, but if they did some sort of a concept over the summertime with some NHL guys playing that, that would be pretty unbelievable to watch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the best part is for me is they each week they have a goal, the goal of the weekend. And, you know, so these guys are trying to, you know, intentionally, you know, do these crazy like Zegris, you know, getting the, the puck up on the stick and the lacrosse style goals and uh, a couple guys have hit them. So, and they get paid out on that too. So, um, but uh, the kid we're going to have on next week, he's playing in that. And uh, you know, so it's, it's been fun to kind of pick his brain and kind of see what it's all about. And they've got some awesome coaches, uh, Joe Mullen, like some old school guys. Uh, Grant Fuhrer. John McClam. It's pretty cool. So um, Fuhrer's out I, there? That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. they go to a different they go to a different city um, every week. Uh, they were just in Quebec City playing at the old Nordiques uh, stadium there. And then uh, I think they were in Pittsburgh the week before. Yep. Um, and I think the final hurrahs out in Vegas. And I think the pot's, yeah. the pot's like a million bucks. But it's, but wow. it's pretty awesome. Like they all the guys fly in on Friday. They all get together. They have dinner, and then they do like a, a round robin, like tournament style three v three tournament on a Saturday. Um, and I mean, shit, I'd play in that. So seriously, um, no, it's it's unreal to watch. I mean, they got um the kid Swaggy P who does all the stick handling videos on Instagram and stuff. Who played at UVM. Um, the one thing I love too is, you know, everyone knows I'm team Vibero hockey, you know, being a, a part-time rep for them. All the jerseys are made by Vibero and all the gloves that every player wears are all Vibero gloves. Nice. You know, so that, that's pretty sick too. But uh, it's fun hockey to watch, you know, like the, the, they play, I think it's like two eight minute halves running time, three on three. But like, and you would think 16 minutes, oh, that's not a long time, but think how gassed you are after a men's league game, one period, 17 minutes running time when you got 10 guys one shift yeah (laughs) if you you watch it like they changed very quickly yeah it's just like a because there's only six guys in the goalie so they they're constantly like uh you know on and off the ice just like quick shifts up and down and then they're getting off because it's you know it's a lot and then if you make it past the first round you know you're potentially playing you know, the round robin first round, and then you're playing semis and maybe finals. So, you know, all like back to back to back. So it's I a, think, Gordo, I think you should get a solid six months training in yeah. and we'll get you out there next year. Yeah. I'd be, uh, no, no buckets during warmups. <laughs> oh, that'd be a necessity, man. <laughs> I'd be an absolute cone on the ice right now. So. But it's it's fun hockey to watch. I definitely recommend if you haven't watched yet to to hop on and watch it. The skills great. The goaltending's. I mean, you got Martin Bordeaux's kid in there who's on one of the teams as a goalie. Um, they got is it is it Steve or Joe uh, Whitney? It's Joe Whitney. It's Joe who plays over in Europe. Uh, still, it, it's just a lot of fun to watch. And the guys have. I mean, it's high end competitive hockey, but the guys have fun with it too, which is even better. There's a kid, uh, Brandon Hawkins. He played at Northeastern. Um, I think he just won gold with the U.S. Uh, roller team. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah. Well, that, so yeah. Him, him and I think the other kid there, uh, Shavo, Jay Shavo. Yeah, yep. He plays in the East Coast League. Um, he's pretty – he's kind of one of those Instagram guys too. He does all the trick shit. But, but he's but, mainly known for his roller hockey career. Yeah, so those two guys, Hawk – and Hawk won the – he won the uh, – I think the first week he won like the goal of the night and he did one of those lacrosse goals. And, and he's had a bunch of, I think in the coast, he's had a couple of those egress, like 
you know, the Michigan goals. So the kid's super talented. He's got absolute cannon for a shot. Yeah. So there's some, there's some good guys that are playing in it. I think they hosted like a tryout this year. And, yep. you know, so, I mean, they had, but, they had guys to, to choose from and, uh, the, you know, the hockey's competitive and it's like fast paced up and down and, um, it, it's pretty cool, but I'll let, uh, I'll let our guests next week fill fill you guys in on that. That'll be uh, cool. That's going to be awesome. Pretty Actually, cool. this is nuts. I just looked at the rosters. There's literally a kid playing in it. I grew up with who, uh, Timmy Kaufman. So my grandfather used to do camps, uh, once a week at all different places. And we'd always go down to Pennsylvania. Timmy was the same age as me. So we ended up becoming friends. So eight years in a row, I'd go down there and uh, I'd always stay at his house a couple nights. And then I didn't see Timmy again till Franklin player, Franklin Pierce played Utica and they beat us by like 18. And I think Timmy had like nine goals. So that's, that's crazy. Literally he's playing for, uh, he's playing for the first team, team Mullen. And I, I haven't seen him since Utica. That's hysterical. He's doing it. Good for him. Unbelievable. Joey Mullen is coaching. The guy's a legend. And his son's playing in it too. I think I want to say he was at, I don't know, somebody might have to, I'm going to Joe Rogan, young Jamie, Google that shit or whatever. But <laughs> fact uh, check that man. Yeah. I think he was like the something, he was first US, US born player, or like all time leading goal. I don't know. Something like that. Joey uh, Mullen? Yeah. Joey Mullen. Yeah. He was, yeah, he, uh, he was, I think he was like the all time leading U.S. goal scorer for a long time until uh, Kane broke it, right? I think, I think so. I believe so. So, so there's actually two more events, and the next one is actually this weekend, August 6th in Nashville. Nashville, that's right. This weekend. And then the, the last one is August 20th in Vegas. Yeah. So. I mean, it's pretty cool, man. They get to and they get to play at some pretty awesome places, and they, you know, and they're getting paid. Like, you know, some of these guys probably, you know, making more money doing this than they are <laughs> their contracts wherever the hell they're playing in the minors. Yeah. And they're in Nashville. <laughs> oh no! Well, so it's funny because so Andy Sutton, the owner of a barrel, lives in Nashville. So I and I actually he's him and I are scheduled to get on a call together tomorrow about some stuff. But um, I'm gonna pick his brain to see if they're gonna do anything for him. Now that you know it's in his home city, and he's the one that got all the jerseys and gloves for Verbero for this. So, speaking of which, hope maybe Verbero can get the NHL jersey contract. You know what's funny is I so texted awesome. Andy about that the other day. He's like, it would be a huge on taking. He's like, but I would welcome it with open arms. <laughs> yeah, they can never seem to figure that one out. I think it's going to be Under Armour next. I'm not surprised that Adidas is out. That that quickly, I just I never had a good vibe about it in the beginning from the get go, and I'm just not surprised that the relationship fizzled out quickly. Anybody else on that one? Hockey is just like a tough like from a retail standpoint. Like outside of jerseys, I mean, what else are you doing? Maybe some swag and some apparel and stuff. But you know, like look at bat like Reebok, like you know basketball. You're getting you know you could get jerseys and get shoes, especially the shoes. I mean, Adidas isn't making skates, so. Um, right. I remember when Reebok had the contract for all that stuff, man. That was just a better time for everything. Yeah. I mean, Reebok was great, man. It was, you know, it was kind of that CCM. And they make hockey gear. Yeah. Yeah. CCM. They were partnered. 
and Crosby was their kind of their, you know, their main face of it, all of it. And then it just kind of, you know, I don't know, everything's like up in the air, but I don't know. I've got some Under Armour gear from what I do and from, you know, coaching gear and swag and they've got some nice shit. So yeah, they do. I don't. Did you guys see the viral thing that Elon Musk got associated with? I'd love to see that. Did you guys see that today? No. Uh, Elon Musk said he's going to buy Nike and bring back the white Nike skate, and it was a photo of him with Fedorov or something like that. That went all over TikTok today. If that Nike being the official sponsor of the NHL and they bring back that Nike logo, oh. That'd be awesome. Tell Elon to bring back Easton. That that would help well, everybody. Bauer is making is bringing yes. back the Easton synergy. Yes, yeah, our synergy sticks out. coming back. Yes, I, I cannot said. fucking wait. I legit told a kid today. I said I saw a video yesterday. A guy did an unboxing, and it had like a couple. You know the Restex. You guys ever seen those? Yeah. yeah. So I know I know one of the kid that reps for him. So I I've been using those for, I think like two years now. I don't think I could ever go back to tape. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's it. Oh. And Chara, Chara owns it. Uh, oh, he does? Yeah. And a, it's oh, a, lot of, a lot of pro guys using it. And a lot of guys will use it and you won't know it because they'll put like a little tape on their stick. They're, I love them. They're like, it just makes such a difference of the weight of the stick. But uh, anyways, the guy dumps out a box, a couple of those res techs fall out. And then they, he pulls out this brand new Synergy. I was, it's just the memories flooded back. I think those when I was in college, those like I think you get like two of those. Now, do you remember the pilgrim skating here? They had them hanging from the ceiling. They yeah. had like the zip ties up there, and they were just hanging from the ceiling. Yep. Oh God, I that's, can I. Those are so nice. That's next to go on my. That's next to go on my credit card. Yeah, seriously. it was the silver, the silver and blue, the silver and red, and the yellow and the orange one. I remember people just went nuts over. Yep, crazy. Yep. They're and of course, so did my great. grandfather get me one? Nope. What a dick! <laughs> you don't need none of that flashy stuff, kid. Yeah, he Anthony. Here's your Z bubble that I found in the trash, and somebody gave you a receipt, so you got a new one. Yeah, nice. Robbie Taylor he used to give me a fucking book of receipts from the Silver Marina. <laughs> it was it was Taylor and Derby used to give me like twenty bucks. They print off the receipts for you. I would find just broken. I would have be sending back so many broken shafts, like obviously not in the correct way whatsoever. But I was sending them back so often and so much. I had to start having them shipped to like my aunts and uncles' addresses and like my cousins' houses and stuff. My father's like, "You're gonna go to fucking prison. You are." I'm like, I'm like 14. He goes, I don't give a fuck. You're going to prison. You get caught. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's called fraud. Can't pronounce that correctly. Oops. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right, boys, we're coming up on time. So let's get our final thoughts around the horn. Uh, we'll start with Gordo, go on through Chiggs, Merrill, and ending with Clance. So, Gordo, your first final thought Boy. here on Causeway Kings. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this. And, um, my wife is probably loving this right now, drinking a glass of wine and doesn't have to listen to me for two hours. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is great guys, you know, and then I, and I promise, you know, like I said earlier, Boston Bruins, I'm back in love it or hate it. 
I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to be a Bruins fan again and uh, know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to Boston Bruins hockey. So, uh, but no, it's, this is great. And um, you know, hopefully I can, if I can bring anything to the table, bring some guests, some, uh, some funny minor league boys and have a few laughs and, and then I, I, my, my one thing that I want to do though this year is I think we all need to get into a room. We need to get a video camera. We need to get our hair done, nails did right, and just sit and do like a, a legit podcast. All of us clowns. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Have some laughs. Maybe we should get a very special guest to come in and just you know and go ham and see if we can uh, get 10,000 likes on Instagram or something. I don't know. How unreal would it be if we did that and we brought in Biz Nasty as our guest? Yeah, something like that. Just from the stories that he would bring to the table, like some that probably shouldn't be told on any type of streaming <laughs> streaming platform whatsoever. I'm, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of guys from around here that we could easily get to come on that would tell way better stories than you know we've heard most of that guy's shit anyway so <laughs> i love it i love it i love it chicks how can you follow up those kind of final thoughts because you're up next uh, there's never anything tough you can't ever up to gordo he's like a legend so um no it's uh i guess we'll see what happens with the bruins I mean, the the thing I read today was in order to make everybody fit, they're going to have to trade like Craig Smith. And it's like, like, what are we doing? So I don't know. We'll see how it goes with them. I knowing, knowing the Bruins, it's what it's August 2nd. We're recording. You're not going to know about Krejci or Bergeron until like August 25th. So we're just going to be sitting here. Something will be released on a Friday at like eight 30 at night so that everybody can't write about it. And everybody goes about their weekend and it's going to be busy. So, um, I actually, I think I might just not be a Bruins fan anymore. I actually might be an Anaheim ducks fan moving forward. Cause I just can't stand this. I I'd rather go with, I'd rather go with the organizations that actually want to like better themselves instead of wasting my time on this planet. I only got like 30 years left. So. Might have to go get like an old school Mighty Ducks jersey, and Leo might have to start watching some Ducks games because it's definitely not enough talent at the Bruins. So, Chiggs, what you're saying is quack, 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 quack. <laughs> oh, yes, 100%. 100%. I, he will be watching the Mighty Ducks on the Disney Channel. 100%. So, walking around the house with your Banks jersey on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny that you talk about the Mighty Ducks, Chiggs, because, you know, like I mentioned before, everyone knows I'm having a, a third third Clancy boy in a few weeks um, whose name is official name is going to be Cole, but my oldest boy, Jack is adamant, adamant that we are naming this child Averman. <laughs> he, no lie, because he watches mighty ducks all the time. And he like, he goes, I'm na- I'm calling the baby Averman. I'm like, buddy, his name is Cole. No, I'm calling him Averman. Like he'll literally like at nighttime, like before bed, like my boys, you know, they have that cup of milk and they sit with mama and my four-year-old Jack would literally will lay on my wife's stomach and be like, hi, Averman. I hope you sleep good tonight, Averman. I'm like, holy fuck, this kid's really going to call his baby Averman. This kid's going to come out Jewish and there's nothing you can do about it. Seriously. I go, first of all, like you pick the ugliest and the worst hockey player on the fucking Mighty Ducks. 
to name him? <laughs> wow. Like, that's a disgrace. He's got a lot of championship rings, though, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> could have been could have been uh, Goldberg the goalie. Oh, yeah. that poor guy. <laughs> hey, he's actually doing pretty good. <laughs> he is. Last check in he was doing very good for himself, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's what it's the I way to be. I thought it was funny though that Chase was talking about Mighty Ducks and my son wants to name our his future little brother after Mighty Duck. What a round of final thoughts we're up oh. to. Marshall, please. I, no, I'm sorry. Uh, before before I let him go, you have to. I'm I'm telling you right now. This is my prediction. You have to keep – you're never going to forget this name. There is a hockey player named Will Smith who is the most amazing hockey player I have ever seen for his age group. He is a 2006 birth year playing in our pro league. If this kid is not a top 10 draft pick next year in the NHL, I will be shocked. I, I That was the other thing I wanted to say. You guys have to look him up. His name is Will Smith. He got to it's play up for NTDP this past year, and he yeah. averaged a point and a half per game. He is legit. It's not, he's unbelievable. Not going to be like when the Carolina Hurricanes signed Michael Jordan, right? No, 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 no. He uh, so he was playing, and Eichel said, "Who the heck is this kid?" Somebody goes, "His name's Will Smith. He's committed to Boston College. He goes there in two years," and. I think it was Hannafin turned around and said, wow, the kid's kid's not that bad. And I was like, not that bad. He's like, just wait till he drinks. He goes, this kid's phenomenal. And like, I've never seen a kid the age of 16 since Connor Garland. Connor was probably like the first one. He was smaller, but like you could tell he had it. This kid, he's like a mini Eichel and he's so poised. You, If you guys, he hasn't missed one pro thing. But when he gets off the ice and people go, well, he's 16 years old playing against them, everybody's mouth drops. And he's from here. He plays uh, he plays uh, over at the Junior Eagles organization. And then he went to U.S. development team this past year. But he's committed to Boston College, and he's just – he's out of this world. So, Chicks, when, uh, you, see him, when you see him next, you're going to have him hop on the phone and grab a quick interview with him, and we'll have that on our next episode. Uh, yeah, and, um, yeah, but we're not going to see Chase for another six months after this. So. Uh, you're right. You're hey, right. hey, 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 calm down. Simmer down. Well, I know one team that's not going to draft him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Starts with Boston, ends with Bruins. Mm-hmm. Is, he a third, is he a third line skill set? And then, then, then they'll draft him. <laughs> wow. Speaking of which, oh, Merrill, you're up with those final thoughts. Yeah, no, I just, uh, it's tough to follow these guys, but, um, no, it's uh, it's great talking hockey with you guys. Um, you know the future's bright, and um, you know, like uh, like Chick said, you know, we'll find out probably in the eve of training camp uh, what's going to happen with this roster. Um, like I said in the previous episode, the biggest concern to me, even more than you know Bergeron or Krejci or the defense, you know, core long term is uh, you know there's been zero point zero on the Pasternak extension. I mean, I still think when push comes to shove, they'll get something done. But, I mean, I just look at it this way. You know, there's only so many guys on the planet, and, you know, you count on one hand guys that could score 40 or 50 goals at the NHL level, and he's one of them. And and the Bruins' track record of trading superstars has uh, been horrendous at best. You know, Joe Thornton and uh, Tyler Sagan. So, better hope in the long-term success of this organization for them to have any shot, they got to get Pasternak signed. So that's what I'll be watching for. Um, 
but yeah, the, the future is bright, man, for this uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, just really, uh, you know, really excited to be part of it. Uh, you know, you guys get some great guys. I'd like us to hit the links before, uh, before Clancy, uh, you know, goes, uh, goes MIA, goes in the witness protection program for like six months, but the Causeway you know, classic hit me up, hit me up, uh, hit me up. I could try and make something, uh, make a tea time happen somewhere. You guys. I'm in. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. The clubs are in the car at all times. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Part of the corporate. It's actually, uh, I'm actually a member in a golf club now. Um, Oh, sweet invite. Nine hole golf course. I was shocked. I didn't. I didn't even know. Like Nick told me about it. It's uh, the nine hole golf course down the street uh, from the range. Harmon. Uh, Harmon. Yeah, I'm a I'm a club member at Harmon. I guess. I was like, oh, that's cool. Nice. Oh, nice. Let's go, Simma. Simmer's <laughs> over there. There you go. So, oh, is he? That, yeah, that's his place. Yeah, that he. Oh yeah, it. his dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And geez, actually, Rick, Simmer. Rick is a member there too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's there, and then there's one other place. There's the other nine hole golf course. I guess we we get it as part of like an agreement or something. Weather. So I've actually been playing golf. Weather Vane, yeah. yeah. Weather Vane's great. Great Love spot. It. Great spot. Nice. There it is, boys. Oh, All right. So whether it be the links or the rinks, doesn't matter. The Causeway Kings are here with you, and if it stinks, we'll tell you. All right, Boston Bruins league wide, all the way around. On behalf of all of our guests, and thank you to all of our listeners, as always, across the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. You can always find us at WMEXBoston.com and anywhere else that hockey is taught, learned, absorbed, and loved. Until next time, and here we go. We'll try to do this together, guys, on three. One, two, three. Let's go. What he said. Let's go, peace. Use take two. Take two was much better. All right, boys. Have a great night. We'll catch you next time.